Okay, this is a very special episode. We have got the ultimate fan of the Indianapolis Colts, Ralph from Belleville, also known as Ralph Casal. You can find him on Twitter at Casal underscore Ralph. I'll put that, that who you need to follow him. The ultimate Colts fan. This guy's been a Colts fan for a half a century. He goes back to the days of Johnny Unitas and Baltimore Colts. You know that old song? Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to kiss dun, you right dun, now. <laughs> I'm going to kiss you right now. I mean, his guy's been through the Colts, through thick and thin with the Colts, even uh, Midnight Moves on the Mayflower. And The Diner, my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I would definitely not marry a girl <laughs> unless she answered those questions. 70. Ralph, thanks a lot for being here. We've heard of the legend, uh, and it's great to finally have you on. Uh, how's it going? Uh, Pretty good. Tell us, first and foremost, this is one uh, thing. I don't think so. I hear it is. This yeah. is as high as I could go. The volume is yeah. the problem. Hearing him is the only problem. Oh, I, I got him. I got him. Well, Ralph, what I wanted to ask you first and foremost, what has it been like living next door to the tank? Did you get that, Frank? You wanted to ask me something. Hold on. <laughs> Frank, can you hear me at least? I think it's the, the microphone jack isn't working as good as it should. Let me try to put it in like this. Okay. Now I hear him fine. This stupid thing I bought from Amazon. My God, why does everything I buy suck all the time? Can I get some tech that works? My computer's been acting up all night. <laughs> Frank, you got it, got it, perfect. That worked, that works. I got it now. Got it. All right, right. can you guys hear me? Well, because you dropped it. Now we got it. All right, we're on. Now we. Oh, now I can hear perfectly. uh, Say something, Frank. Still a little uh, screwy hearing him. It was good the first time you put it in. What'd you know? Frank's not very tech savvy. There it is. Wait. All right, say uh, say something. Frank, can you hear me? Oh, perfect. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to hold it like this. Because I'm it, not Frank. Because but... Sticking it in is going to be, it doesn't work perfectly. I, I tell you, it, it, tech fucks me all the time. I don't understand it. It's like, like a, I'm, a, I'm cursed by fucking tech. Watch your language. This is a... We're way past that with the language. <laughs> we're, off, we're off the rails here. Yeah. Shock. Uh, I thought it was a family show. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> not with the tank. Tank's not very fam- uh, family friendly. No, I lived uh, upstairs from him for uh, how long now? Uh, what is it? Twelve years. Twelve years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard every curse in the in the book. Then. Well, well yeah. And he, he also called me two weeks ago and told me there's a song that he uh, sings for me because when the Colts are losing, for some reason, my size 14 steel toe boots. Slam on the ceiling three times. All I hear every time the cold something bad happens, cold all I hear is boom, boom, boom. <laughs> In fact, I think they look over there. Yeah. Oh my God, that's me. Is that me? Is that me? I think it might be. What is it, Frank? It's, it's uh, ceilings breaking. Cracked ceiling. 
You know who that is, right? That's courtesy of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually been there for a while. I think they said more from Andrew Luck. Oh, when he left. Yeah, and and <laughs> remember, I, 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 I threw my uh, Chromebook, my laptop out the window like a Frisbee when they lost to the Steelers and put my elbow through the window and told the owner a golf ball hit my window. <laughs> Hopefully the owner doesn't listen to Frank's podcast. Well, <laughs> the owner happens to be my sister-in-law. <laughs> so she probably knew it was Colts-related then. Yeah, it was Colts-related. Oh, I can't believe the ceiling. Is that me? Yes. It looks like somebody's falling through the ceiling. And that's exactly <laughs> where I stopped, too. It's by my TV. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I had the song. When the Colts are losing and things are going bad, you'll know what will happen because you'll hear, knock three times on the ceiling if yeah, the Colts are losing. And what's the deal with you? Why do I do three times? Isn't that weird? It's always three. It always sounds like three. Boom! 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 Well, if they lose to the Bengals, I'm coming through this week, just so you know. I, I mean, I, I, when, uh, the pick six last week, all I heard was, boom! 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 And you know, Frankie's a big guy, but I'm also close to 300 pounds myself at six foot two. So I'm coming through it. We're coming through. So what you else got, is going on, guys? What What's it like for the rest of the building having you two? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? We both pretty much stay to ourselves, but we're we're nice to the neighbors and yeah. we have a good rapport yeah. with everyone. Um. Although, we're not the loudest. The loudest is this motherfucker with this loud-ass motorcycle motorcycle this morning. 4.30 in the motherfucking morning. That's every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah could, his, could that motorcycle be any louder? Does he put, like, a an extra loud motorcycle? Yeah, that's Did the, he say go find the loudest motorcycle? That is definitely the loudest Harley I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. That's, I, I mean... Joe Namath, CC Ryder, loud. I mean, that thing is so loud. The only it's... problem is Ann Margaret wasn't on the back. Yeah, a young yeah. Ann Margaret, by the way. All these guys, that, you don't even know what I'm talking about, right? They're so young. <laughs> Who's Ann Margaret? Who's Joe Namath? <laughs> Unfortunately, I know who that is. And by the way, if that was 1969, if the Colts were favored by 1819, <laughs> definitely would have came through that ceiling. Well, you know, uh, some people do believe that the Colts threw to 19, uh, Super Bowl three. Well... But tell you what, if they did not lose that game, I don't think you'd have the Super Bowl you have today. I don't know about throwing anything, and I don't know how Joe Namath won the MVP. But well, well you know the, you know what they say about that Super Bowl: the Colts sold or sell, the Jets sold or sold to the devil that day. Oof. Yeah, they are. Me and Frank we were talking today. That might be the worst professional football team we've ever seen. This this version this year. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the Giants are a close second, but the Jets are a, a circus, an absolute circus. <laughs> Who had Adam Gase making it longer than Le'Veon Bell? Oh, I did. You because, know, because Adam Adam Gase is not – I won't be surprised if Adam Gase is their coach next year because Chris Johnson might keep him just to spite the fans and say, I'm not going to make the fans and the uh, media decide who's my coach. Well, I tell you what, if I was the kid from Clemson, I would definitely think about pulling a Peyton or an Eli Manning when the draft comes. Either I stay in school if the Jets have the number one pick, which they will, or I demand a trade. Because if he goes to that team, I don't care. He's a generational talent. By the way, I hate that term, generational talent. What does that even mean? 
But, <laughs> but as soon as I hear that, too, I'm thinking generational talent. Well, there's phrases that get to me, you know, like like new normal. We're all in this together. <laughs> By the way, I just want you to know, Frankie almost didn't make it out of that. He was, you know, you were losing it, right? During the pandemic. He knows I was losing it. No, no, no. Like, it was scary losing it. Like, I thought he wasn't going to make it. (laughs) Well. Not not from COVID, from the lockdown. No, I know. We talked four months, four and a half months without sports, and we were doing this podcast every week, and Frank was on the fucking downward spiral every single week giving a recap of what's been going on in his life without Frank. Frank needs sports in his life. He cannot go through another shutdown of sports. I mean, well, it, I mean, it, it was a nightmare. And, and then the first thing that came back was soccer. I was actually watching soccer and God help me. Soccer. Watch. You were watching Korean baseball, dude. <laughs> well, that was even harder to watch because uh, the people on ESPN turned it into a talk show with a baseball game in the background. <laughs> So anyway, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Why, why do I always forget Horseface's name? Horseface. Trevor Lawrence. Horseface. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. If he if, if he comes out, there's. I mean, why would you go to the Jets? They have no offensive line. They have no receivers. They have no defense. I don't care who. To, I don't care if they get Vince Lombardi to coach the team. Why would you go there? That His incredible team in the white and the green. <laughs> they go up with the up up. They come down the down down. I don't up down. Crashing around, <laughs> embarrassing, and playing like clowns. I don't care. Since 69, I don't care. They can't lose enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least Frank's not. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, now me and Frank are both Mets fans, and thank God we're not Jets fans. I mean, the Dolphins, you know, have, have had a tough time, you know, really since the 70s and since Marino retired, even though they didn't win a Super Bowl. And I, you know, I grew up a Giants fan, so I was spoiled for. Uh, you know, most of my life, and then the well, last. Well, you know, even though the Dolphins didn't win the Super Bowl during the Marino era, do you know just... from 1970 to 2003, the Dolphins only had uh, uh, was it? Yeah, 2003. It one one losing record, right? Two season two seasons where they finished below 500. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. And you, and you had you had a season where you didn't lose, dude. Stop complaining. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. But that's the stretch the Dolphins had where. They had a stretch where they, where they were at least eight and eight every year. Although I think one of the greatest Super Bowl uh, moments is Gary Premian throwing that <laughs> ball straight in the air and Mike Bass picking it up. Do you realize if he hit that field, <laughs> if he hit that field goal, the Dolphins would have won seventeen nothing? So I mean, what? I mean, really? How much do you want? I mean, <laughs> that would have been, but that would have been perfect. I know, but you got to, you know, come on, undefeated. Well, no one else has done it. Frank also got a dynasty out of the Devils, too, in his lifetime. Yes. Yeah, what about that? Well, it's just, it's just the Mets that give me Ajita. Well, you don't remember 86, right? I do. I do. I was 10. I was almost 11. Oh. Almost 11. Frank, I was 11 when the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl when they were 18 or no. But I could remember like pretty much every game of that season. I mean, uh, I remember a lot of games in that season. There was uh, the day before the 4th of July where the Mets were down one run in the 10th inning. Dallas Strawberry hit, uh, no, two runs in the 10th inning. Dallas Strawberry hit a two-run homer to tie the game, and then Ray Knight hit a home run to walk it off. You know what, guys? I know you're Mets fans. I'm a Yankees fan, but I will say this. 
you guys should have won more than one World Series in that run. Uh, That's ridiculous. No, no that, that team only won once. No kidding. And now the Yankees uh, have uh, Aaron Boone. You know what Aaron Boone says? Yeah, he's a great manager. Aaron he? Boone says he's just <laughs> here to win games and chew some bubble gum. And it's a good thing he has a whole lot of bubble gum. I don't like Aaron Boone. <laughs> Cashman, uh, I mean, they and how they they backed him though. They said they said he's here to stay. Um, they didn't they didn't back Glaber Torres as the shortstop though in the long term, and they did not back Gary Sanchez because why would they? Gary Sanchez needs to be thrown into the trash bin. He got the manager fired, and he stinks, and he's lazy. Yeah, you know what? You know why he? You know it. Uh, him getting Boone, uh, not Boone, Girardi fired, destroyed his career. Girardi rode his ass and made him a better player, and now he just is a 120 hitter, and and any ball that's in the dirt is rolling to the backstop. Yeah, and 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 Glaber Torres, he's a second baseman, right? Yes, because he's yeah. the worst defensive shortstop I've ever seen. He's terrible. The problem is terrible. The problem is DJ LeMay, who's a second baseman, and he was your batting champion this year. Move him to first base. And then Voigt was the home run leader. Well, Voigt's the home yeah. run leader. Yeah, yeah Voigt's going. I think, I think they might use him. I think they might trade him and get him out and get something for him. I mean, the, the problem is you got Giancarlo Stanton, who, if he plays 10 games in a row, it's a record. I mean, that, he feels like Joe DiMaggio. He feels like uh, Luke Gehrig if he goes 10 games in a oh, row. Oh, how dare you, Frank the Tank. I'm looking at the wall here, and he's got football helmets, and he's got a Washington Redskin helmet. You deserve to be put in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we're going to have to cancel you. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I, I, if you can find me a, a replacement standings board with a new helmet, I'll get it. Yeah, what are they going to be anyway? Has anybody heard Washington what? The WTFs. No, they, they, no they, the real – they're going to stay that? Yep. They, they, they said that the soccer-style nicknames are the future. Because they're unoffensive and they don't bother anyone. It's going to be Washington football. And we're going to be the football team. A team, the football team. You know, I could say a few names that could really drive Frank over the, over the cliff. Should I? Yeah, go. I could give him initials right now. AOC. Oh, you vague. <laughs> That's all I got to do. Three initials. I think that if you eat me, you should be in jail. Nancy, oh. Nancy Pelosi, where's my check? <laughs> How about Keith Olbermann? Did you hear him? Oh, he's did, yeah. What happened to him? I, I did he like age like a hundred years? Like I didn't even know it was him. His hair's gray. His face like a prune. They were like well, Keith Olbermann. I'm looking at him like that's that's Keith Olbermann's grandfather. He, he actually says that uh, people that uh, vote for Donald Trump should go to jail. Yeah, he's. Well, he's, I mean, I mean, he's 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 he, he's he's gone so far left that uh, Karl Marx's ghost came to visit him last night and said, "Dude, you're too far left." Chuck Schumer. Oh. No, I'm gonna stop. I'll stop it. <laughs> Chuck Schumer. I'll stop it. Ra- yeah. Ralph, that was our podcast basically for four and a half months without sports. Really? It basically became a political commentary. Oh, that's why Frank. you said that to me today. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it now. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows what's going to happen on uh, November 4th. It, uh, the COVID's going to be mysteriously cured, and everyone's going to be coming out now. Now, Brand new, brand new, brand new day. I, I could take this off. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. Frank, hold on. <laughs> They're messing with your world. 
because of the cases, they're saying the cases and hospitalizations are going up. Now the CDC was saying that there cannot be Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Anything wrong with everybody? <laughs> buddy, 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 you know what? People go out there protesting. It's... Nobody got COVID from protesting because they were given immunity. <laughs> yeah, you definitely. I mean, they take away turkey and stuffing. All bets are off. They're saying in family gatherings, they were like family gatherings. Uh, that's where the, in in households, it's going to be where the where the spread is going to be. And that's well, why is it everything that's that's fun is banned. But 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 AOC said that have a nice and then have a nice tofurkey, yay tofurkey. You know what I don't get about her, Pat? Right, Pat? Yeah, yeah. that nice Italian name. I don't think she's that hot, man. Why does everybody think she's so hot? <laughs> I mean, she's, <laughs> she's all right. Yeah, she's she's okay. Her personality definitely fucking takes her down. Oh yeah, she's fucking are you kidding me. She's it's like her personality's like watching paint dry or grass grow. Or just I mean, like, she's gonna have her eyes on uh, on a lot bigger things, though. I mean, she's young. She's gonna be running for a lot bigger things in the coming years. That's the, uh, That's the which, scary which, part about it. Which, which means... Who's going to vote for her unless you were a lunatic? Well, well people Radical. are brainwashed. People are brainwashed. They watch, they watch NBC and CNN. <laughs> Somebody uh, called... It, so Frank, someone I know called it MSESPN. Well, that's what it is now. <laughs> it, it, uh, I mean, it's, it's unwatchable. <laughs> ESPN yeah. is unwatchable. Unless it's live sports. And even live sports on ESPN sometimes sucks. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when ESPN started, and I was watching Canadian Football League, and I actually had a book sent to me from them. And it was just, like, so mundane. But as I look back at it, it was wonderfully peaceful. It was just Canadian football. I was like, wow, I'm watching Canadian football. I had this book, The Edmonton Eskimos, The Rough Riders. You know they they dropped their name. Eskimos? That's offensive. Yeah, it's no longer Edmonton Eskimos. Everything's offensive. Everything's offensive. Well, you know what? Frank the Tank is offensive to me because of my father was in World War II. So you got to drop the tank thing. What do you think, Pat? Yeah. Do you, do you believe when I was from, uh, what was it, up to fourth grade, his father was my elementary school principal? Really? And yes. check me out. Don't I look like I'm a son from a principal? <laughs> <laughs> That's highly debatable. That's crazy. So wait, so how long have you known Frank for? Uh, we know each other for 12, 12 years when I moved in. 12 years, but we didn't realize there was a connection between uh, between us uh, until... Yeah, you gave me one of those like old, like uh, what was it, sport magazines that you were throwing out to look at? Yeah. And I saw the name Caesar Casal on it. Oh, that was the Burt Jones article. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny U, it's Burt Jones in Baltimore, yeah. And then he's like, you know, you ever see the old Batman show when Batman and Robin walk up the uh, the building and someone sticks their head out the window? That's um, basically. Was it the Adam West show? Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, that's what happens to me every day because Frankie's on the first floor, and when I come home, he sticks his head out, and kind of we have our own <laughs> podcast every day while I sit on the steps. Huh. And has that been going on for twelve straight years? Uh yes, twelve straight years. Yeah, we both at times we have to. Yeah, a couple times you 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 help me not call me off the ledge, right? Yep, and you know how I am about the Mets. I'm 
The Met, I mean, I haven't had a Dolphin team that I could really care about for uh, 18 years. Get out of here. When they beat the Patriots, who was the first one down here with that miracle? Oh, well, but, yeah, but that the was miracle a surprise. In Miami. There's that no was... surprise. You didn't look like you were unhappy when, when that happened. That, but it was a surprise. It was winning, winning one game. I'm talking about a Dolphin yeah. team that I could feel could be a Super Bowl contender. 2008, Frank. Maybe not a Super Bowl contender that year, but they were pretty damn good. Well, they went one in fifteen year before that. Yeah, but I mean, that was a great yeah. turnaround. Chad Pennington, Ronnie Brown, that, Wildcat. You got a new TV? No, that TV's about five years old. No, six years old. Why well, it looks bigger than it used to be? What's <laughs> your TV growing, dude? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank. Hey, Frank is. Uh, Frank deserves to get get himself something nice. Uh, he's definitely celebrating now. Uh, of course, he had the huge news come yep, out last I'm gonna, week. Now, I haven't finalized it yet. You're going to be a father? No, I haven't finalized <laughs> it yet. I haven't, it's not been thing. finalized yet. It's not been finalized yet, but... What's the big news? But I'm uh, looking to maybe go on full-time at Barstool Sports. Good. Good for you. Yep. It's huge, uh, you know, huge thing. Of course, it's not finalized yet, but Dave Portnoy did announce it on his show that he is bringing, bringing the tank on full-time. And, yep, uh, I'm going to be doing a, I'm going to be doing a, a second podcast with... Uh, with Coach Duggs. Yep. Is my boy there still, the punter? No. He left? Yep. Right. McAfee. Yeah. McAfee. Screwball. He's good, did, though. Did you know what he just did? Do you know what he just did a couple of months ago? And he was a good punter, by the way. Go ahead. Do you know what Pat McAfee did? Tell him what Pat McAfee I don't think he knows. He doesn't watch wrestling anymore. I used to. I used to, too. I, I stopped watching wrestling about 20 years ago. What did Pat McAfee do? Was he, was he in WWE? He yeah he's sort of in WWE now he does stuff with the NXT, and he uh, I think he had a match at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, he's a great entertainer. That's why he retired from football. I mean, he was a, he was a really good punter. He was an All Pro punter, as you know, Ralph. I mean, you watched him for years. Now, my favorite punter of all time is Reggie one of the, Roby. Is one of the only black punters that ever was Reggie Roby. I knew he was going to say that. Marquette King. <laughs> <laughs> no, Reggie Roby. <laughs> Reggie Roby was huge. Like, Reggie look, Reggie Roby just boomed the ball. We looked like he could play tight end. He was so oh, and, and he and he would go down the field and tackle people. I loved Reggie Roby. By the way, I'm I'm checking another thing out here. You got uh, timeless legends, and you got Rocky Marciano over here, man. That's oh yeah, the the uh, the Rocky Marciano. Uh, Starting line of figure I have. That should fire you up, Pat, as an Italian-American as myself. Yep, of course. And you mentioned uh, your your father was in World War II? Yeah, father, uncles, all of them, yeah. And so, I had an uncle I had an uncle that actually died in France, too. He's oh, buried up here in Belleville. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's a long time ago. But, yeah, I, I never met him. But, yeah. So, go ahead. What was your point? My, my grandfather, uh, on the Regazzo side, Frank Regazzo, he was a prisoner of war for seven months in Germany wow. uh, when he was 19 years old. I would, if I was 19 prisoner of war, I would die in like 24 hours. <laughs> Those guys were so tough, man. Yeah, they didn't have therapy back then either. He came, no. They just, they came back and they never talked about it. Although no. if you uh, acted like a wimp, you get smacked around by uh, General Patton. Yeah. Nah. But well, he, uh, if that, it wasn't for D-Day... If it was not for D-Day, I would not be here because that's when my grandpa was freed. He was liberated on D-Day. Good. Before my, and that was before my dad was born either, so none of us would probably be, be here. 
We would not be here in the same... Well, I wouldn't be here if we didn't drop the nuke on uh, Japan. Oh, I forgot two, about that story. Two nukes. Not one. Two. Hiroshima <laughs> and Nagasaki. My uh, grandfather was in the Pacific, and he was the uh, pilot of the amphibious boats that would uh, be the first line on an invasion for Japan. <laughs> so if so, uh, he would, him and his platoon were all getting ready to uh, invade the mainland of Japan. They said that uh, there was going to be even a larger Operation D-Day and would have had probably about 10 times more fatalities as D-Day because of how Japan was fortified and how they would never have given up. It would have been war upon war upon death upon death if we didn't drop those two nukes. So anyone that wants to whine about the nukes, no, look what we did, we dropped nukes. No, we we actually saved lives by dropping those nukes. And by dropping those nukes, we saw how bad nuclear war is, and we didn't want, there's not been a nuclear war since. If we didn't drop those nukes, nuclear war would have happened. Well, not to tie in Indianapolis to the story, but I'm going to anyway, because you know the ship that brought over one of those nukes was the USS Indianapolis of Jaws fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what happened to the US Indiana- USS Indianapolis? They became shark food. Shark food. They were, they, they, they were torpedoed, and they were, in the, in, they were in the water for, what, two days? And because it was a secret mission. They couldn't get help. The they sharks could, were they just had to have trouble getting help, yeah. The guys were all holding in a circle, and their sharks were just coming in and taking them at will, one by one. That's freaky. That, yeah, the USS Indianapolis. I tell you, Quint is one of the greatest characters of all time. Why? Because he mentioned USS Indianapolis? No. Well, he's supposed to be on the USS Indianapolis. Yeah, well, how did he make out in that movie anyway? <laughs> yeah, but he Last did... time I saw him, he was halfway in a shark's mouth. But he was a great <laughs> character. Yeah, he was. He made, he made that movie. You think so? Yes. Really? Yes. Well, you ever, seen, have you ever seen the movie Wolves with Liam Wolves. Neeson? I think, wait a minute. I don't think I've seen that one. What's plane crashes in like Alaska, I think, and then the survivors uh, sit around in a circle basically and get hunted by wolves one by one, like picked off by wolves. And Liam Neeson, of course, survives in the end. Well, you, you know, know, you know, that's not true. You know, I teach that. You know, that's not wolves are not like that. I'm a big animal guy, Pat. Yeah. Huge animal guy. That's not true. Wolves don't do. Wolves are not like that. Okay, what were you saying? You know what movie I like? Alive. Well, that's a true story too. Yeah. You ever seen that movie? No. Frank, if we crashed and you were hungry, would you would you eat a uh, rugby team? And this is <laughs> actually a true story. A rugby team from like uh, Argentina crashed in Ch- the uh, Andes Mountains, and uh, they, it was in the highest regions of South America, nowhere around food, frozen tundra, and they started uh, the people, the survivors started eating the dead. Well, you know what happened? Oh. They went in three directions to find the, the one direction they didn't go in was where they could have got food. Yeah, they were taking strips off their back, rolling it up in ice, drying it out, and swallowing it. But yeah. I have a question for you, Frank the Tank. Now, I know you love your food, right? Admittedly, you're a big food guy. And I know you love Pat, and I think <laughs> you like me a little bit. There's, you know what I'm, where I'm going, right? <laughs> Would you eat me and Pat like, like our body parts if we crashed? Uh, that would be a tough thing to do, but if I could find a way to make them into hot dogs, maybe that will help. 
I think that answer was yes, oh. Pat. <laughs> I already knew the answer before he said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But I would, you know, just have a little self-respect for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least, like, if we were dead, Frank, all right. But, like. Yeah, I'm, well, they were, they were dead. No, even if I'm dead, Pat, I don't want anybody eating me, man. <laughs> well, they got absolution from the Pope for doing that, the people. Uh, oh, they did? In the, uh, in the Andes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, who cares about Catholics anymore? They're canceling Catholics now. Oh, yeah. Well, look at uh, Barrett. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. The uh, base is loaded. That that Jean uh, Mang Choi just continues to get big hits for the Rays. The, uh, the, One good uh, thing about him, he can't hit Derek Cole. The uh, Witcher McCall. Yeah, he loves Garrett Cole. That, that's the thing. Like, uh, we oh, were this game's a little finally bit. over. We were talking about the, oh, the Braves. Yeah, they got we well, they, the, the Dodgers scored eleven runs in the first inning today. Oh, they did. Yes. Oh, that game was over. Most in a postseason game ever in a single inning. Well, but but the Braves still have a two-one series lead. So I told you, I want, I want, I'd like to see the Braves play Tampa. In my my opinion. Well, I want to see the Rays in the World Series, and the Rays, if they win today, will be in the World Series. They're down right now, four to two, but have the bases loaded in the sixth inning. Cranky's pitched real well, but uh, he might be running out of gas here. Well, that Randy Rosarina hit a home run, and then uh, they had another home run. It was, it was Bregman that hit the home run there. I wasn't looking at who hit the home run. Do so yeah. there have any fans at the World Series? Yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a small group of fans. It's in Texas. There's fans at this game, isn't there? No. I thought they were supposed to have fans at the LCS. ALCS, not the NLCS. So I don't get how everybody does this now. 12,500 fans will be at Lucas yeah. Oil Stadium. The, uh, uh, California, uh, California doesn't want any crowds anywhere unless you're protesting. Oh, unless you're on, unless you're on the street in San Francisco and laying in your own feces. <laughs> and uh, did you see the, uh, the riots in uh, L.A. the other day? For what now? There you go. What did you they see the riots the other day in L.A.? No, what are they rioting about now? Well, they were burning police cars after the uh, the uh, hold on. Oh, the Lakers after the Lakers won. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's not. Why, why is it that people do that? It was a fake championship in the NBA. <laughs> Who like did anyone give a shit about the NBA when they no. came back? It's no, terrible. no one still does. Yeah. Except ESPN. They were uh, they were losing <laughs> uh, they were losing five to one to the NFL in ratings and two to one to baseball. And I, you know, let's let's be honest. You talk how unlikable, you know, they say how unlikable Kalama Harris is, and she is. How unlikable is LeBron James? Oh, he is an asshole. Now, I, Ralph, I grew up like you know thinking he was great, whatever. Like I liked LeBron my whole life. I'm I'm in my you know early twenties. LeBron though now is very very unlikable. The last couple of years, just like his fucking getting involved with politics and everything yeah, else, really. he's, he's very annoying now. Not even that, too. Like, just picking who he wants to well, play you know, with. Well, he, uh, well, he, oh, said, yeah, he says that uh, that he hopes that the next uh, president will uh, live the glory of Mao. And you know uh, what? I wonder how old that dude is because, I don't know, even when he came out of high school, he looked like he was 40. And now he looks <laughs> like he's 80. <laughs> now, he's not a great-looking guy either. Not that I'm Tom Cruise, by the way, but... I mean, he always looked older to me. Like, like who was that pitcher in Little League? Danny. Danny Almonte. Danny Almonte was like 22. I'm 12. <laughs> yeah. Or even Zion Williamson. Yeah. It looks like he was about 30 since he was like a freshman in high Do school. Do you remember Greg Oden? Yeah, of course. 
total bust. Yeah. Broke down. He came out of college. He looked like he was 47. Yeah, and his, his body was the body of a 47-year-old. His body was made of balsa wood. Everybody ages differently, right? <laughs> and just think, just think, the, uh, the big debate that year was who should be drafted number one, Odin or Kevin Durant? Yep, well, uh, Ralph knows good and well Ryan Lee for Peyton Manning. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Thank God they didn't go that way. <laughs> yeah. Crying Ryan Leaf. Ralph, hey. did you make a hole in the ceiling hey. in 2009? The two, or the, uh, the 2010 AFC Championship? Or the or no, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl uh, Colts and Saints. Ah, oh, you got to bring that up. <laughs> I didn't go to school for, you know, I didn't go to work for a week. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him for like a, a month after that. I was I was in the eighth grade back then, but I said, you don't bet against Peyton Manning. There's no way he's going to lose to the Saints. And that onside kick. From yeah, it was the onside the kick. Dolphins that dropped it. What was his name? Played for your team. He never. I, I don't remember Hank him? Basket playing for. Uh, it wasn't Hank Basket. It was somebody else that used. To play. No, it was Hank Basket. That's oh, the one. No, it was. Was it a basket? No. Who dropped the ball on the on the? On it was the, the one that was married to the uh, the playmate. Yeah, it wasn't him. <laughs> I forget. Oh, Pinkerton name. was it? Pinkerton. I don't know, but talking about age. Todd Pinkston was it? Was his name? I don't, listen, you guys are going somewhere I don't want to go. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to bring up that, no, that part. I I mean at least oh six. I mean, you know, Peyton did deliver a Super Bowl in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, I think they should have had more than one, obviously, but you know. And did you hear about his uh, nephew? Oh, Arch Manning. He's yeah. He's the next great. Yeah. He's, there's a generational talent. <laughs> there you go. Did you see the play last week with the, uh, where he pushed that guy over? Yeah, he, well, he trucked the guy, yeah. And he's a sophomore. Keep that in mind. He's only a sophomore. He's not even a junior yet. Yeah, I know. He's going to be. Can, they, uh, can the colleges start talking to him next year? Next year, yeah. Because I believe he should go to the University of Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I know I'm good. not from Indiana. I think he'd be yeah, great in Notre Dame. Aren't you from Baltimore? No, but I did go down there all the time with my brother. But that's why you're... No, the genesis of being a Colts fan goes back to the 60s when my father and my older brother were sitting watching TV and my father was rooting for the Colts and my brother, thinking that my father was a Colts fan, started rooting for the Colts. So I grew up with Johnny Unitas pitchers. Turns out in 1983 when the Colts moved... My brother became a Dolphins fan, Frank, because of Dan Marino. But I stayed with the Colts. I had no affiliation of Baltimore, so I stayed a Colts fan. By the way, I, I can't show them to you all, but I got, what, like, seven, yeah, seven like, Colts like, tattoos? All the way up, his, up and down his leg. My arms. And I have a very funny uh, comment from one of my friends, Pat, and I'll leave you with that and then give you time to speak again. I don't want to take over your show, your guy's show. No, it's fine. But I was on, yeah, no, we, we want to hear you speak, Ralph. I was on the beach. Yeah, I was on the beach, and I had, you know, I got all these horseshoes on me. And one of my friends comes over to me. I take my shirt off. I got my shorts on. He looks at me. You know, you heard this story, right? Yeah. A bunch of, bunch of fun people are there, girls and everything. I take my shirt off. He glances at me and sarcastically says to me, Hey, dude, you look like you got ran over by Secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> right? Never forgot that. Uh, I tell you, the, uh, but uh, I mean, the, that's got to be the weirdest thing. 
the, the uh, did you ever think about leaving the Colts when the yeah uh, absolutely not? You know what really freaked me out because we had a snowstorm here too that day. Well, technically, well, typically when it does snow in Baltimore, it does snow. Well, here. everybody was saying, oh, they're going to be the Indianapolis Hoosiers. They're not going to be the Colts anymore. And no, I never left. Nope, never left. I mean, there was a point where I almost left being a Mets fan. No, I don't believe that. When when was it, Frank? When Vince Coleman threw the firecracker at the kids. Uh, it so wasn't almost... when David Cohn exposed himself in the dug, uh, bullpen? Well, that was about, about a year after that happened. Okay. What about just... when Ro- Roger McDowell spit on Newman and uh, Kramer? The magic loogie. <laughs> well, that was deserved. <laughs> I mean, that was Newman's fault. It's always <laughs> Newman's fault. He must have caught a glimpse of us when we poured that beer on his head. <laughs> or Keith Hernandez with uh, Elaine. <laughs> Who are you, C. Everett Coop? Frank, I can't believe you almost switched, left the Mets fan base. Though. What, where would you have gone? To the Yankees? Where else? I don't know. Maybe the Marlins. Who knows? I almost, I almost left the Mets for the Yankees in, uh, in 2009. Uh, not because the Yankees were the best team in the league that year, but because um, the Mets were just so unwatchable that year. That I just couldn't. I watched a lot of Yankees games. I mean, uh, this was also year uh, '93 was also year the Mets went 59 and 103. Yeah, that, that's uh, hideous. You also had Brett Saberhagen uh, taking a super soaker and uh, shooting it at a whole bunch of reporters. That's <laughs> when uh, Bobby Bonilla threatened to show uh, uh, which McCall, what was that guy's name? He wanted threatened to show the guy the Bronx. It was someone pretty famous too. I think. yeah, it was a top reporter, a uh, Bob Clappish. Oh, was it Bob? He's yes. actually he's actually uh uh I'm pretty close with him actually. He's he's one of my mentors um in the industry. He's he's a great guy. I didn't even realize I always forget that that was Bob who almost well, got in a fight with Well uh, Bob Clappish wrote the book Worst Team Money Can Buy. Money can buy, that's right. That's right. Oh and that's why Bobby Benia had that confrontation was over that book. And he said, I'm gonna show you the Bronx. Bonilla versus Bob Clappich. I mean, that was honestly that was like a good thing though for his career. I mean, it upped his profile too. That book and the <laughs> yeah. competition and everything. And and Bob's Bob's, uh, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer for baseball writers. I mean, at the t- at the time he was just basically starting out. That was like that would like put him on the map. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's but crazy yeah. too. Imagine if that happened now. If there was a fight now, like if that, that happened now, Bobby Bonilla would have been suspended for two weeks. Well, Eric Flowers pushed. Um, I, I think it was Jordan Jordan Renan, the ESPN Giants beat writer. Eric Flowers pushed him after they lost to uh, the Packers in the wild card game, and the Giants have gone twelve and forty one ever since. No, <laughs> they've gone twelve and forty two since the boat. The boat mm. trip, yeah. The boat, the Odell boat. Soon we'll be sinking another season. Although I think the Giants are going to win today, uh, this week. I think we should probably get ready to do the picks and then uh, ask the tank. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, I did, Frank. I did want to talk to Ralph about uh, his his W his years as a caller to WFAN. Oh yeah, to. let's uh, yeah. yeah, we got to talk about that. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, I've been oh, excited. Mate? Yeah. yeah oh, I start. I start calling uh, uh, the, in the uh, what? I'm on nine thirty years. Right? Thirty years. Nineteen ninety. 
I started I started calling Mike and the Mad Dog before they were Mike and the Mad Dog. Well, I mean, yeah, he he was calling them when uh, who was it? Uh, Sean Salisbury was playing for the Colts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim yeah, that, yeah, I I mean I've I've called other shows, but that that show. Uh, I remember uh, uh, before all this social media, you guys are a little younger than me. I remember uh, uh, pumping gas in the gas station, like working my way up towards my career now. And I remember somebody coming up to me and saying, dude, you got to listen to WFAN 66 Sports. I said, what is it? They said 24 hour sports radio. I said, get out of here. You know, that was in the heyday of Howard Stern. That's all I was listening to was Howard Stern. Uh-huh. But it put it on and it was. 80, you know, late 80s, it was pretty bad, but once Mike and the Mad Dog came together... I mean, the Pete, like Franklin, the Pete Franklin show was just awful. Mike and the Mad Dog not only made that sport... Think of what you want, and I always had a better relationship with Chris than Mike. Think of what you want about that show. It's They're the reason why a lot of not only sports radio, but all this other sports is here. They're, they started out. Well, yeah, they, 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 they were the highest level. But you yeah. know what? Some, uh, some, uh, Chris was still pretty good level. My friend Tessa just became a total yeah. wrench and an asshole. Well, you guys are about to do your picks. Yeah. You, you know where that came from, right? Yeah, of so course. Mike and a Mad Dog show on Friday. In fact, I even do it the same way in the league where, where they, they play, play for, for pay. pay. <laughs> what was it, Ralph? What was it like? Calling Mike and, and the Mad Dog during those years, though. Did you ever get in any heated arguments? Do you have oh, any my God. specific stories? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, actually, I made an expert in the, 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 the Daily News right above Joe Buttafuoco. You know, uh, <laughs> I swear to God, and Amy Fisher. I, I got on one day, and I was talking to Mike. I think it was a Sunday football show. And they were, you know, they were discussing how the Dallas Cowboys, you know, how famous they were. And I just said, well... I just threw this out there. I said, well, I think at the time, after November 22nd, 1963, that the President of the United States was assassinated in that city. I thought that city was looking to grab onto something positive. And here came the Cowboys. I did not say that the reason why the Cowboys were, quote unquote, at the time, America's team. I just said that the city was looking for something, just like when my favorite band, the Beatles, came in 64. It was perfect timing. That's all I meant. He went ballistic. No. I mean, yeah, you tell how many times did me and Mike have gone? Oh, all the time. Uh, um, hanging up on me. and uh, Now, now, with the Cowboys, what made them America's team, actually, was in the 70s. They were the NFC team that was always in the Super Bowl, always contending. And they had uh, they had the cheerleaders. They had the, the star, which was a great it's a great helmet. I mean, hate or, love or hate the Cowboys. The Cowboys got a great uniforms. They had the cheerleaders, the, the helmet, and then they had Navy veteran, Heisman Trophy winner, Roger Staubach at quarterback. That's yep. what made him America's team. 1963 Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. Yep. That's well, right. And uh, Tom Landry. I mean, Tom Landry was class all the way. You know what it is, too, though? The Cowboys were kind of like the Rolling Stones. If you tell somebody long enough you're the greatest of all time, people will start to believe it because that's what the Rolling Stones tried to do for years, but everybody knows they're not the greatest. I mean, Remember, <clears throat> the Cowboys, that was, a, that was a movement, America's team, America's team. And you know what? I don't hear that too much anymore. And, and what basically, and one of the reasons it happened was fans in New Jersey and New York with the Jets and Giants being 
so bad in the 70s. And, that, yeah. and we're back there again. As Mike Francesa would say, football is not a regional sport. Look, Dolphins, yep. Colts, you know, all the people. I mean, the, 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 the Jets and Giants were so bad in the 70s. That opened the door for the Cowboys. 70s? How about 2020? Well, it's, it's yeah. back again. It's just like the 70s, and that's, and that's what we say. Uh, it's funny, too, Ralph. The Cowboys have not won the Super Bowl since uh, five, four months before I was born. Yeah, that's the last you know, time the Cowboys that's, see, that's won another the Super thing Bowl. too. Like, what? What if Pat makes a great point? Like, what America's team? I mean, America well, what? They and they're not going to win this. And they're not going to win this year after uh, Dak Prescott's cramp. That was ridiculous. That was disgusting too. Watching, I watched it in real time, and yeah, and you see him holding his calf, and and Tony <laughs> Romo goes. Oh, I think he has a cramp, and then you see his ankle, and I go, I knew it was a compound fracture right away. It was bone. I mean, his foot, is point, his foot is pointing this way. That was disgusting. I mean, I, it, it was. You saw it. You went, oh, I, that was my. I, I actually, I actually like, like, shuddered in horror because I saw, I, because I saw it break. You yeah. could see it break if you yeah. look at slow mo. It was you upsetting. It. it was upsetting to watch. When I think of Tony Romo, I think I'm dropping that 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 snap huh. against Seattle. Yeah, I don't know why I think, and he just sat and, there and, and didn't go for the ball. And speaking of uh, Seinfeld, Tony Romo is definitely a mimbo. <laughs> He's Tony. a male bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was, uh, yeah, Tony was known for choking in the playoffs. That's for sure. I don't, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a nice enough guy, but yeah, I like him now. As confuse, a, you're not going to confuse him with Albert Einstein and Thomas <laughs> Edison, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, it's just a cramp. I mean, I actually saw on Twitter, and we're talking about the Kennedy assassination. Someone had a picture of the uh, the Kennedy limo. Tony Romo said, "The president, I think it's just a headache." That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Pat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go there. <laughs> that's tank. that's tank he's always fucking pushing the envelope well this one wasn't me this was somebody else that put that out there <laughs> that's but messed up tank was out his window like on bat the batman show telling me about it <laughs> i mean i mean that and that that, that reminded me of uh deisman oh that was yeah the i was i just turned 10 when deisman broke his leg and you know the interesting about that thing, Pat, if you watch that, look how quick Lawrence Taylor starts waving to that sideline. <laughs> he oh, knew yeah. it. He was, like, sick to his stomach, too. Uh, well, the bone was sticking out the, at, the, at the uniform pants. And he was done, right? That was it. Yeah. And, and what, was, what was, it definitely wasn't a PC era. ABC's Monday Night Football, and the game was on Monday Night Football, on uh, November 18th, five days after my birthday. They showed that replay. Like about forty times in different angles. Joe Theismann, whose real name was Theismann, but he changed it to Theismann at Notre Dame because he thought he was going to win the Heisman. But that's neither here nor there. Where, I'm a Notre Dame fan too. What high school did uh, Joe Theismann go to? Right. Notre Dame High School. No, he didn't. Where did he go? Belleville. South River, New Jersey. He did. He's in South River, New Jersey. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. He was he was a right in college. He was and Drew uh, Pre uh, uh, what's him called? Drew Pearson was his uh that I know Drew Pearson was from yeah. Yeah, they were both on the same high school team. The Drew Pearson that went to the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. Do you How know about uh, that high school team? You guys know Rashawn Gary, right? Yes. He uh he went to well, he went to Scotch Plains High School, so I actually played him 
he's two years younger than me. I played against him when he was a freshman and a sophomore, and really? then he he transferred to Paramus Catholic and then became a beast. Yeah, he wasn't that. He was very very raw when I played him, but he was still a big son of a bitch and like was being recruited by every single power school in college football. Like from the minute he stepped on as a freshman, like everyone knew he was going to be really good. Um, but I, I think he's he's been a bust so far in the NFL. Yeah. You guys make picks? Well, I'm going to do my – I do my four picks. Yeah, Frank. Four roll, or five picks. Well, let's roll in the tanks picks. It's time for the picks <laughs> in the league where they pay – play for pay. By the way, Pat, that's right out of the – Pat's Mike and the Bear Dog, dude. He's just – that's plagiarism. <laughs> Frank, who are you, Joe Biden? Since, since we – well, since, uh, it, it, it's, an, it's not a plagiarism. It's an homage. He's homage to what you don't you despise Mike Francesa. I used to like Mike Francesa. I just think that uh, he didn't know when to retire because he became a pompous windbag. But he was you know what he was entertaining as a pompous windbag because it was funny listening to him fall on his face sometimes. I actually got to work for Mike for a couple of days uh, when he came back from retirement two two years ago, two summers ago, and uh, he actually was really nice to me both times I worked for him and. Uh, you know, he, he's always willing to talk sports with anybody, as I'm sure you know, Ralph. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a good experience, a couple good experiences with him. Since we have the Colts fan here, I'll start with the Colts pick. Now, I think the Colts are going to bounce back from their loss against the Browns. I think the Browns are a good team. And I think uh, if it wasn't for a few more uh, Pat Rivers mistakes, and you know the problem with, Pat, uh, with uh, Phil, Phil Rivers is, Old man Rivers, he don't have nothing. He's too damn old. But I think the uh, Colts' defense bounces back. I think Joe Burrow's hitting a little bit of a rookie roll, especially uh, after last week uh, having a, just a rough day in Baltimore. I think the uh, Colts win this game 24-13. So I guess you're not going to hear. I- I'll also hear banging. I was I was looking at the Colts schedule, Ralph. Actually, uh, once I heard you were coming on the show, and uh, I think they they have a pretty easy next three weeks. I think they could be five and two. Yeah, I know, but their schedule after that, they have the Steelers, the Ravens. They got to get that offense going. And Tennessee won, so it looks like the Colts are going to be fighting it out for a wild card spot. It looks like Tennessee's probably going to win that. I mean, it's early, but yeah, going over to the Giants. I think this is the week for you guys. I think this is the week the Giants get their first win. They're playing a Washington team that, after winning that first game, has been lousy. Uh, last week, they put Alex Smith in at quarterback. He played okay, but you know what? Dwayne Haskins has flushed his NFL career down the drain. I mean, how do you, when you get benched, call in sick to a coach that has cancer? And then Kyle Allen gets concussed, and... They have to put a guy with a broken leg in there. Yeah, can Washington get a last name? That's really aggravating me. <laughs> Washington. Well, football. just call what does him. That what, mean? Just call him what I call him. The WTFs. Yeah, no, they gotta have a name. They're the only team. <laughs> well, they want to have soccer style names. They want to have Washington football team. Yeah. Like like DC United and and New York City and. Or how many how many teams every team in the MLS is either United or City? Washington football team. Will you give me a <laughs> dumbest name ever? They're still the Redskins to me. Oh, 
Don't say that. Don't, don't, don't hey, say hey, hey, I missed that fight song. It was the best fight song in professional sports. In, uh, now, here's a game that's going to be interesting. Browns and Steelers. Yeah. I think the, uh, I think the Steelers are going to get the win, but I think the Browns will put up a good show. But I think the Steelers are just a little more experienced and will get the win. 24 to 20. And their pass rush is ridiculous. By the way, I think the Giants will win the game, their game 20 to 16 over Washington. And the game that I'm interested in and all Jets Nation's interested in, look for the Dolphins to, uh, after pulverizing the 49ers, to have another big, big win. 37 17. The Jets are just totally lost. Nobody on the Jets wants to play for Adam Gates while the Dolphins. Want to play for Brian Flores, and I hear the Dolphins could be in the market for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, wouldn't it be something if they could sign him and put him on the field right away and have him go running all over? That'd be hilarious. But he has to learn the system first. He probably would not play much. Yeah, yeah. But that just, would be, I'd enjoy and, that. Uh, my upset of the week, I'm gonna go with the Bills beating the Chiefs on Monday night. The Chiefs like losing games in twos. And I think the Chiefs will get a second straight loss again. Did you watch that game last night? Well, I think the Bills are going to bounce back. I mean, the Chiefs weren't. Uh, the Chiefs just are coming off a pretty disappointing loss. They didn't. Mahomes had his probably his worst game of his career. No, no, no. That would be last year in Sunday Night Football when the Colts ran it down their throat and beat him up when he was hurt, and they showed everybody that's how you beat them. Same way that Parcells beat. The Bills in the Super Bowl, wide right. Run it down their throat. If you got a good offensive line in the running game, keep him off the field. And then once they're on the field, get a good pass rush and a defense and slow them down. That's the only way to beat them. Well, the Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm still trying to get used to saying Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that's that's that sucks, too. That might be even worse than the Washington no-names. No, nah, I like the fact that we have sports in Vegas now. Yeah. It doesn't sound right, dude. Oakland Raiders, yeah. Well, then should they change their name? Should they, been the, should they become the Las Vegas Gamblers? Maybe we could give that name to Washington. Washington needs a name. Washington football. Team. Well, I, I've come up with the Washington Proletariats. Why? <laughs> How about the working wa- class heroes? How about the Washington AOCs? Well, don't you know what proletariat is? What's that? It's citizens, and it's the communist word for citizen. Oh. Why don't you just call them the Washington communist? Well, that's what proletariat is. Yeah. All right, what's your upset for the week? Bills winning outright over the Chiefs. Wow. All right. Although I do have the Texans also beating the Titans. To me, that's a bigger upset. Yeah, definitely. The Titans are four. I think the Titans... I think the Titans... Lack of practice will catch up to them next week. And plus, they're on a short week. They're playing five days later. I think they're going to get... I think I think all the COVID will catch up to them. I think the Texans have been... Are like a caged animal that has been released by uh, the firing of Bill O'Brien. Because everyone just there just hated him. But the Jets, you know, they're just gonna, they love Adam Gase, so they don't care. <laughs> Also, the media has been kind of taking it easy on Gase recently. I mean, with this whole Bell fiasco this week, they were a lot harder on Le'Veon Bell than they have been on Gase. Uh, well, you know, Jet fans are all for, are uh, like uh, 
supporting Bell, which is funny. Yeah. Do we have any ass to tank this week? Yeah, we do have a couple ass to tanks. Um, Will wants to know, Frank, he said, how big of a relief was it for you to be hired full-time by Barstool? Well, that hasn't fully happened yet. So once it's fully happening, I'll be able to truly know that. How? Yeah, I was going to say, how big of a relief do you think it would be, hypothetically? Uh, I think it would be a tremendous relief. Do you know uh, any, like, pre-planning going on? Like, do you know... I got to see the contract. They haven't sent that to me yet. Well, still, regardless, it's very exciting. Uh, how did you find out? Did you find out? Well, uh, I was talking to him for about today for about a week. And then he said that he's in the process of hiring me. And that blew up the Internet last week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to discuss anything until he discussed it. I was uh, I, I always believe in just keeping things quiet until it's announced. Yeah, Frank. I mean, between your betting luck and then now this, you've uh, maybe you're not the mush anymore. Well, I've had some bad betting luck this week. <laughs> you were on a, a bit of a hot streak for a little while, though. Yeah, well, uh, I had a bad weekend, and I be- I basically had a bad NFL weekend. I went. Uh, what was my record with the spread last week? My record with the spread last week was awful. It was <laughs> four and ten. Four and ten with the spread. And I went nine and five on money lines. Well, maybe you are the mush then. <laughs> I mean, uh, I took parlays. I mean, the the, the Cowboys with the, uh, the the Prescott ankle. I mean, jeez. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I had the Chiefs, and they got killed. I had the Bills last night, and they didn't even show up. Yeah, that was actually maybe all right. <laughs> Scratch that, Frank. I I take it back what I said about you having good luck. I mean, the fact that the Bills finally played like had their worst game of the season. I took the Colts last week. Mm. Oh, yeah. You realize I'm only about six inches away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Do you know that Frank is like the biggest mush? Oh, he's a great guy. He's a mush though. He's bad luck. Oh, no, oh, you mean mush that way? He's a jinx. Oh, yeah. No, we, me and Frank, we call that, we used to call Mike Francesa the anchor. We used to sing anchors away. Because anything he picked, we went the well, other Yeah, way. whatever Mike Francesa picked a team I wanted to win, I knew I was in trouble. The anchor, we used to sing anchors away. Whatever he picked, we went the other way. Well, Ralph, don't you know Mike Francesa was saying two years ago that Sam Darnold would be the biggest star in New York City? Oh, yeah, I know. He loved him and... Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I think Sam Darnold just needs to get out of out of this this poison Jets because he could he, that he could turn his career around. I don't like any quarterback from USC. I'm sorry, I could roll them off to you right now. None of them ever made anything of themselves except uh, what's his name from Cincinnati. Well, Pat Palmer. Hayden wasn't awful. Yeah. Who? Palmer. Pat Hayden. Pat Hayden from the Rams. That? I mean, right. you're going back a thousand years. Wasn't Pat Hayden? It wasn't. Did he play for the Rams in like 1950 or something? No, 1970. Oh. And then he he was uh, he was traded to the uh, Washington. We don't have a last name. No, I'm just joking. I had to bring that up because it's still annoying me. They better get a last name. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, like what are they like Madonna? Like they have just one name? Well, that's why I call them the WTFs. 
that's a good name, honestly. It's fitting. So, Frank, uh, the last question we have is from Cruz, friend of the show, and, and asks a question, uh, regular question asker. says, who does Tank think will be the next White Sox manager? Huh, well, I've actually heard him talking about A.J. Pruszynski. Oof. I was hearing A.J. Hinch or Alex Cora. They want an experienced guy with, uh, with, with championship experience. I think it will be more likely uh, Alex, uh, Alex Cord and A.J. Hinch. I have a, a boat that I could sell them. Mickey Calloway. <laughs> How about Louis Ross? Take him off our hands, please. Yeah. Or Carlos Beltran. <laughs> yeah, watch Carlos Beltran become the manager and win like 10 World Series. <laughs> and, and, and because the Wilpons are fucking clueless and gutless and spineless. They doesn't fired him. It, doesn't, oh, that would happen. But doesn't it bug you that Renteria got fired when the White Sox had their best season in like 15 years? He was always a placekeeper. They didn't, he was never going to be there for when they uh, turned a corner. Yeah, but who do they have to – I mean, I guess unless you bring A.J. Hinch or Cora in, I don't, you know. And uh, bravo to Steve Cohen uh, today announcing that all the Mets seasonal employees that uh, – the Wilpons weren't going to give a dime to are now going to get paid. Yeah, amazing move by him. And you know what? How the fuck did the owners turn him down now? Basically, if you vote against him now, you're voting against the employees of the Mets getting money. Yeah. Absolutely. On that note, uh, I mean, unless you guys have any more stories you'd like to share. Oh, I got a lot more, but you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, but we're only an hour show. We don't want to make everyone uh, fall asleep like they're listening to uh, Richard Neer. Oh, like, remember Chris Russo? The mad dog used to say he's like sleeping pills. That's Sir, Sir Somnix. <laughs> well, you know, I came up with the Richard Neer song. Hit it. Hit it. Richard Neer on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM. He is boring. I don't like the snoring. And they just fell asleep. Yeah, I'm not, I don't don't do drive when he's on, or you might crash the car. Richard Neer on the fan. A drowsiness warning must be given. <laughs> I, I actually have a question for Ralph, which, which before I forget, Ralph, how did you not become one of those caller tryouts back when Joe Beningo and, and those? Yeah, other I know. I know. I, I, I thought about it, uh, uh, but I, I just thought, I don't know. I just thought it wouldn't be a good spot for me. I think, I think it wasn't loose enough for me. I think I needed to be, if it happened, it happened, but that tryout stuff and everybody trying to be somebody on the air and all that stuff, I think uh, definitely wouldn't have been good for me. I needed to just, like, have somebody drive up one day, see me on the street, and say, hey, that, I think that kid's got something. That would be, <laughs> if it ever happened, that would have been my way. Or to have a rant in the New Jersey Transit train station. Well, <laughs> you know anybody like that, Frank? <laughs> I think we just need to bring Mark Chernoff uh, to your complex and just yes. listen to you guys oh. having a window conversation. Well, yeah, uh, you know what, Pat? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, our stuff at the window every day is probably Yeah, the tiny, the tiny watt of the kilowatt. The stuff we do at the window is 
probably everybody as good as anything on on, on the fan, especially I mean, especially uh, uh, Maggie and. <laughs> You're right, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, yes, Maggie and Maggie. Mark oh, Yeah, which they just keep. You notice they keep recycling the same people in yes. this market. Yes, and 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 I don't. I mean, the the, the rumors about the drive time. I, I hope are not true when Joe Benigno retires because, uh, what's his name's a convicted felon. He doesn't deserve to be. I know he he did his time, but you're gonna put him in. What are you gonna reward him for running a Ponzi scheme and robbing people? Oh, Carton. Yeah. I mean. So his documentary just uh, aired on HBO. Yeah, that's why I know he's coming back. Let's feel sorry for him. Oh, I, I, I ain't watching. It, it was actually pretty good. I, I, I watched it last week. Um, I'll, I'll eventually watch it when uh, baseball is done. I mean, with baseball on every night, I'm just watching these baseball games. The, they're going to bring him back, though. They, they need him. That's the thing. They need him. And, and a lot of these talk show radio stations need them look at the hosts and the shows that they have now it's i, I, I mean in, in sports radio right well, now no, is no, bad. no boomer and geo were good boomer no, and geo were good they don't sometimes like especially when i was driving to work in in paramus uh listen to boomer and geo in the morning they don't talk about sports enough in my opinion like i there it's good their show is very entertaining but sometimes it's just like they're talking about what their wives made for dinner the night before it's like i want <laughs> i want to hear about sports <laughs> Uh, you know, to me, I think uh, I think they should put Carton back with Boomer and move Geo to three and put him with Evan. Well, at, at night now, you know, they got Sal Licata back, the one that Mike Francesa threw under the bus when he got in trouble mentioning Joe, uh, Joe's, uh, what was it, the, the broadcasting school. <laughs> he got fired for that. And they got JJ after dark. Jaskemsi's good. Why? Why? Why don't they go to him? Nah, He's a well, Dolphins fan. He doesn't want. Yeah. He doesn't. The, he that they offered him the moose spot, and he said, "Hell no, I don't want to be with Maggie." Now they got this CBS Sports Radio, Pat. Like if I call overnights, which I usually do, you got to call CBS, and they simulcast it through the fan. Well, there, actually, Vince, no. It's it's the, it's the fan being simulcast yeah, through CBS Vince, Sports. Vince. Something's on there. Vince Russo? No. Uh, uh, I forget his name. He's on, and uh, Sal Licata, who's good. Well, you know the problem a lot of times it's spot with uh, WFN, don't you? It's not sports radio. It's spots radio. Five minutes of talking and uh, 20 minutes of commercials. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I much. the old days when they were in Queens and Mike and the Mad Dog were there. Yeah. What happened with Sal Licata and Mike? Well, he 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 was uh, what was he? He was he was uh, the, the his producer, right? Yeah. yeah. What happened was um, he mentioned. I believe this is true. Um, what happened was Joe uh, Benigno kept doing a, a a commercial for a big sponsor of WFAN, which was that Connecticut Bro- School of Broadcasting. Yeah, and so yeah. coming out of a coming out of a, a, a what's called commercial uh, coming out of the break. Lakata made some type of negative comment about that school and about, you know, going there. And uh, they basically fired him on the spot, and Mike did not stand by him. But now he's back on the overnights. I, I, in fact, I just tweeted him. He's back on the overnights. Uh, he's, he fills in. so, And he's got a good show. Big Atlanta Falcons fan, too. He's got a good show. He's trying to get back. <laughs> the, the, the choking team. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's what happened to him. And, uh, uh, you know, if he thought Mike Francesa was going to save him, he was wrong. You know who else was? Oh, I'm sure you do know this. Is, uh, I guess a, a rhetorical question. But uh, his other, Mike and the Mad Dog's other producer uh, during the heyday of that show, Frank's, uh, yeah, Frank's best friend, Chris Garland. Oh, Chris Carlin, uh, a.k.a. Him. Continent. I hate him. Yeah, he was telling me for years he was a Steelers fan. Now, now, you know, oh, is he still doing Rutgers games? Yeah, he does do Rutgers games. Pandem- what was it? Pandemonium and... Pescataway. Oh, my God, he's horrible. <laughs> okay. You know, Mark Malusis took over for him. And that was interesting, Pat. Chris Carlin was Mike Francesa's buddy and mentor. Mark Malusis was Chris Russo's buddy, and Russo was his mentor. And neither one of them sound or act like either one of them. No. I mean, Mark Malusis is nothing like Chris Russo, and Continent does have some some stuff in him like Mike Francesa, not good too. But no, uh, uh, him, I don't like him at all, no. Chris Collins said it would be bad that Steve Cohen was going to own the Mets. He's the asshole who says that. Yeah, I meanwhile, uh, he's getting ready to pay all these employees. Yeah, Chris Carlin will still say it's bad. He's like Andy Martino, Andy Martino Chris Carlin. Uh, there's a lot of these guys. Nobody calls him Continent no more? That was just from the show? I think that was Imus's so. nickname for him. And, and also Mike and the Mad Dog. They called him Continent. Continent. I guess, yeah, I guess because of his size. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know how the hell he got a jo- uh, show on ESPN Radio uh, well, after the fan cut him loose. Well, I could see him getting a job on the radio because he doesn't have a face for TV. He's not, you know, again, the worst not... TV show ever, sports show ever. Beer money? Beer money. <laughs> that show was so bad. And SNY always showed it during rain delays. Always during rain delays. <laughs> Yeah, that's where Frank. That's why Frank says the cash. The cash. You're gonna run out and win the cash. <laughs> and like the first two questions were inane, and then the other question is, what is a hypotenuse triangle by a quadrilateral square? Oh, you don't win the beer money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first question would be spell cat. The next question will be a Mets trivia question. And then the third question will be, how many sides to a hypotenuse triangle that's given a quadrangle linear and in a plain square? Unbelievable. Um, well, this was a very interesting show. Ralph, thanks so much for joining us. Pat, Def- let's do this again. You were great. Yeah, likewise. Don't be a stranger. You're welcome on the show Thank anytime you. you want. I appreciate uh, it. You and Frank are great. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, Frank, take us out with a little song if you have one. <sighs> what can I sing today? Uh... Old Man Rivers. Old Man Rivers. He just threw a pick six. The ceiling's gonna crash. <laughs> you gotta see the ceiling, man. I didn't know I was doing damage. Oh, <laughs> man, rivers. He don't have nothing. And he'll oil that all his receivers. 
Thanks again for listening. Click like, subscribe, tell your friends, share, tell everybody, tell your neighbors, knock on the door and make them listen. And if they don't want to listen, tie them and tie them down and make them listen. Peace, Pat. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.